0: It's sweet Hallow's Eve, and I'm ignoring the candy beggars to talk to you. It's your old pal Amy Knight. The porch light is off, my candles are lit, I'm drinking a brew. It's time for some spooky tales, and we're going to start with my friend, Miss Jamie Skull. Okay, well, I'm excited about these stories.
1: Okay, cool. Okay, so tell me when to go and I'll go. Go. All right. Um, So... I definitely, so I've worked downtown for now, I'm 46, so uh, almost 25 years, Mm -hmm. and um, back in the Barley's days, I remember being the sole prep cook upstairs and hearing spooky, or seeing shadows, hearing spooky sounds, you know, being all alone upstairs upstairs that kind of facilitates that. Mm -hmm. So I definitely remember some of that kind of spooky thing. Nothing really crazy happened back then, but I remember, I remember feeling like spooky things happening. Well, then now I work downtown at Maple hall, the uh, bowling alley, which used to be um, uh, back in the late 1800s was a hotel on gay street. And um, 1880, I think it was 1897 the bl- whole block burned down right the big
0: fire yeah
1: yeah the, the great fire of, of gay street or yes whatever they
0: call
1: yeah it. um the whole block burned down and uh, it was a hotel at that time and and there was definitely people that were not accounted for i think i remember reading that there was like five people that were not accounted for during that fire that they, they couldn't find that oh, wow. they feel probably died during that fire mm-hmm and um, so anyway, like the next year, they they built that back up and it right. became a hotel again. And um, throughout the years, it has been several things. It was like a music store at one point. Um, it was a furniture store at one point, and eventually became J.C. department store. And it was that until it closed in 1980. And since then, it has sat empty until 2016 when Maple Hall bought it and renovated it and made it into the bowling alley that it is today. And, um, so the bowling alley is in a basement. That's, that was the basement of the hotel, the basement of JC Penney. Um, and it's, it's super creepy. Like every time I, I close down there by myself, like the bartender usually is the last one to leave downstairs. And, um, it's you turn all the lights off, and it's it's really creepy.
0: Though. Yeah, no, thank there's you. There's
1: one time where I remember the uh, we have a two lane room that's kind of a separate area from um, the main bowling area, and it's got two lanes in it. It's kind of more private, and there's separate light switches in there for that room. And there was one time I remember where I um, turned all the other lights off, and I looked over, and the two lane lights were still on, like on the lowest setting. And I was like, God damn it! And they go in there and. Turn those off. So I turn all the other lights back on. Yeah, turn right. Off. <laughs> because so you've I seen go, horror movies. <laughs> yes. So I turn all the other lights back on to go in there and turn those lights off. And I accidentally like lifted it up and like made it like brighter and then turned it off. And then I came back out, turned all the other lights off, and went to go upstairs to leave. And as I was passing, there's a little hole in the wall of the two lane room. Um, and as I was passing that, the light flickered up and down again, like I had just done. <laughs> and that was really creepy. So, so like, I it ran co- upstairs. It copied you. <laughs> it copied me. It exactly. It copied me. It was so creepy. And so I just ran up. Ran. Yeah. So but the, the creepiest and the coolest ghost story I have is um, we had a team of um, ghost hunters, local ghost hunters come to Maple Hall. And I got to participate in that. Um, and there's probably like 15 of us. It was a lot of us, but we split off into like three or four groups and went around and they had all the equipment. They had like the um, EKG uh, energy reader. Yeah. And that reads like the energy. And, and does, the to, does the
0: beeping. Does the, yeah. To,
1: it goes from like zero color to green, to yellow to red mm-hmm. for the lights. And um, red is of course the highest mm-hmm. energy. And then they had the, um, uh, ghost box they call it a ghost box it's when you put a, a little speaker on a frequency and it picks up frequencies and you're supposed to be able to hear um, voices from the afterlife coming through it's, it's a radio signal frequency but it's, it's supposed to catch otherworldly sounds too and um, I don't remember what other equipment they had really but those were the two things that really affected me the most so I was with this one small group and we actually we we had been moving around, we've been seeing some activity on these EKJ, EKG, EKG, sorry, EKG readers um, going up above the green. So green to yellow, maybe you know, not quite to the red, although sometimes we'd get a little bit to the red, but then it would disappear. So we go to this two-lane room and we all sit down and like there's this presence coming and we like the EKG reader is is, is moving there's some movement on it like it's going up into the yellow mm. and so um they're asking questions to the void and they've got the ghost box on and oh oh there was another thing too there was a flashlight that they had that um that if you turn it like it's one of those mag lights so you have to turn it to turn it on you know what i'm talking about yeah
0: at the at the light part
1: of it yeah like unscrew it and if right. you unscrew it to a certain a certain point then supposedly spirits are supposed to be able to activate it to make oh, it oh char- really
0: yeah i didn't know that any old yeah. maglite
1: yeah <laughs> any old maglite
0: any old light. they just build that in at the factory <laughs> like, yeah exactly <laughs> also can be used as a ghost communicator <laughs> they should put that
1: in their advertising <laughs> They totally should because it was really cool. So they were like using that and kind of asking questions. And every now and then the mag light would activate like real, for a flickering moment, like it would flicker on and off. Sometimes it would come on for even longer than that. But that was really cool. So at one point during that session, I picked up the EKG reader and just and it was like and I picked it up and it went all the way to the red. It was like bright red. I was when like, you I picked it up. Was like, oh, yeah. When I picked it up. And everybody was like, oh, whoa, you've got a spirit with you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's crazy. And so I walked out of the 2 lane room, and they all had one, too. So I, there was, everybody had a, not everybody, there was like maybe five of us, and three of us had an EKG reader. And theirs went dark. And mine followed me all the way out Mm -hmm. of the two-light room. And it was still red the whole time I was out there. And then when I came back in, theirs all lit up red, too. Like, there was a spirit with like with you, me. like a yeah,
0: maybe Which was really you, crazy. Maybe even and, attached uh, to you. Maybe you brought the spirit there.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe it wasn't even a
0: spirit from Maple Hall. Maybe it was. Damn, this, I didn't even think about maybe that. Maybe it's with you right now.
1: Oh my god! You just gave me such chills. <laughs> 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 that is so creepy. Ooh. Oh, that's creepy. Okay, so. Well, it gets even crazier because, um, hold on. Sorry. I just was rinsing my glass up. Um, then they, start, they turned on the, the ghost box to start trying to ask questions and they were tuning it to get, you know, the stat, it's all staticky. Um, and they started asking it questions and this has been a while. This is pre COVID. So I don't remember exactly what the conversation went like, but I do remember they were asking it questions and they were like, who are you? Can you tell us why you're here? You know, all these kinds of things. And they eventually got to the point point they were like, are you looking for someone? And you distinctly heard yes. Through mm. the static on the this ghost box. Uh, I
0: just it got chills.
1: Like, <laughs> very staticky. Oh, it was so crazy. It was very staticky, but it was like, yes. And oh. then, then they were like, going through a series of questions where it didn't answer. They're like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for your family? And they finally were like, are you looking for your mother? And they were like, yes.
0: Hmm.
1: And then, um, they were, they were like, well, can you tell us more about you? And they were like, what, what are, you know, um, are you, are you a child? Are you, um, young? Are you older? And they were, they eventually found out like, I don't remember how, but, um, one of the questions they they found out it was a little boy mm. and I wish I could remember exactly that conversation but they were like can you tell us your name and it said Jamie <gasps> yeah what yeah yeah what did you do <laughs> poop your pants oh I freaked out I jumped out of my chair and ran out of the room oh my gosh because I was so freaked out by that oh my gosh it was like what we had put together through all that experience was there was a young boy child looking for his mother oh. and my name was Jamie and I'm a mother. And so they oh, were wow. attracted to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: It was crazy. That's... It was one of the craziest things I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. That's... And I don't tell it. I don't tell it as good as it, the experience was because but, but... it was a long time ago and there was a lot of jumbled up, things throughout the night that led up to this point you know but it was really freaky
0: oh yeah that sounds freaky
1: (laughs) (laughs) and so we just did another one um uh and it was a whole different set of people that did this one that we just did like two weeks ago for for the podcast that i'm doing now and um it was a whole different ghost team they weren't the same people at all and I was really hoping to connect, reconnect with this ghost. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Remember me? I was, Yeah, I was really hoping to reconnect with it. I was, but there was, it was like a, it was like, I don't know if it was like a bad time, but there was nothing. Well, maybe but, he moved on. This,
0: Hopefully he found his mother and moved on.
1: I hope so. Yeah. it's been a while. It was probably like five years ago when we did that last one. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe four years ago. But, um, the, and there was no activity. We didn't get any, any readings at all so i don't know
0: well probably all the uh sounds of bowling <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're like we're out of here <laughs> well and also that all the activity downtown yeah. is so busy now so yeah. it may be a lot of uh, getting the ghosts out of here but yeah i mean it's still a creepy place and i still get creeped out by it and i think about that every time i'm in that building i think right. about that and I wonder if that little boy is following me around every time I'm in there. Every single day.
0: Yeah. Well, next time talk to him. See if see if he answers you.
1: I've thought about doing it before, but I get scared. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Is that um, You're welcome. I was, hope
1: that's a good story for that your podcast. is a good
0: story. And um yeah, that was really creepy. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good one.
1: I I want more creepy things to happen like that to me. I would take it. It's creepy, but in a fun way.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I, um, I always, when I was younger, I always wanted a ghost. Like I wanted to to see a ghost or to have a ghost experience. So I actually, uh, my imaginary, the only imaginary friend I ever had was a ghost, a male ghost, for some reason, a man ghost that I invented that lived in the air conditioning vent in my closet. And I would talk to him.
1: (laughs) I don't know. But well, no, my mom. So I had imaginary friends when I was really young, like uh-huh. four. Uh-huh. And I had three of them. And I don't remember their names, but my mom does. I think one of them was named Brogan, which, what kind of name is that? And um, she said, I talked to them and played with them all the time. There were oh, three imaginary friends.
0: That's crazy.
1: Isn't that weird? And I don't really remember that. I mean, I have a vague memory of it, but it's mainly from her telling me about it all these years. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, well Teresa talked about uh the Barley's prep kitchen too. Upstairs when yeah. it was upstairs? Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: yeah, it was creepy. I definitely saw some shadows and I still see I still I see shadows upstairs at Maple Hall too. There's always one shadow that walks from the scrabble board to the bathrooms.
0: What?
1: Yeah, always one shadow It goes from the scrabble board to the bathroom. You see this shadow the shadow moving? Yeah.
0: And there's all no time. one around.
1: To, no make, to
0: make the shadow. I got to nope. see that. I want to see definitely, that.
1: It's always, and I don't close upstairs very often anymore, so it's been a while, but it's always when I'm closing upstairs, so it's, like, dark.
0: Yeah. Oh. That's, and
1: I, I'll, to the point where I'll look, I'll, like, turn my head and be like, who's that? Oh, there's no one.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but
1: yeah. But I've seen it multiple times, more than 20 times.
0: Wow. That's spooky. It
1: is spooky. spooky. Downtown, I mean, there's a history there. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: knoxville's definitely haunted yeah Yeah. (laughs) i love it all right lovely friend thank you again i really appreciate it well
1: you're so welcome i love you so much i love you
0: too bye 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 well that was spooky about some maple hall i mean i just figure any old place in knoxville is haunted and most of knoxville has burned down at some point i don't know how she does that closing up at night by herself that is so spooky okay we got one more for you next up is my friend rita Rita used to book bands and rent out the bijou back in the day. She said she rented it out for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Can you believe that? That is so crazy. Now it's like five thousand. But she would rent it and she would book bands and do everything. I always thought that was really cool that she did that. Hello. Hello, Miss Rita. How are you? I'm fine. So I wanted to, I wanted you to tell me that story again about, um, tell me that story about you working
2: at the Bijou. Okay. Well, you know, I technically didn't work there. I just rented the, the venue. Right. You rented it out. Yes. Right. And basically I had to provide my own security, my own sound people, my own lighting people, you know, all that. Plus, of course, the musicians.
0: Right, and you would rent it out for shows, and this was two thousand.
2: I think it was around two thousand three, two thousand four. I really have to go and find those old calendars to know exactly for sure, right. but I think it was right around that time.
0: Okay, so you're you're playing the booker. You're the booker, <laughs> right? Okay.
2: So that was the being there in that theater. Uh, even though I I lived in a haunted house as a child from the age of two to sixteen. I lived in a haunted house, so I was—I already knew there were spirits and everything, and I'd heard the Bijou was haunted, but I'd never really physically seen a ghost until I was at the Bijou, (laughs) and that's the only time for sure that I saw a full apparition of a ghost in my life. You know, I've seen things out of the corner of my eyes. I've seen little smoke floating and stuff like that, but never an apparition of what used to be a person, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I did, I saw a man. I bumped into him. I felt myself like I like I, I just bumped into you somewhere, you know, bumped into a person. And I felt that, but there was nobody there. So this was after a show at the Bijou. And it was, you know, that it was the end of the night. Everybody was gone. They were just still loading up stuff from the stage. But, I mean, I went up in the balcony, and I was just looking down the rows, picking up cups and stuff like that, and I had the sudden urge to go to the restroom, and I had to go right then. So I stopped what I was doing. I was heading to the restroom, going down the stairs, and as I was going, I was getting whispers in both of my ears, and my shoulders were getting tapped on, and it was just really freaky because I I couldn't make out the whispers except, hey. I kept hearing, hey, hey, and then other things, but I didn't know what they were saying. But this went on all the way to the restroom. I go to the restroom. I'm washing my hands, looking in the mirror. I fluffed my hair, you know, I don't know why it's at the end of the night, but I just managed my hair a minute. And then I look back in the mirror and watched my hair get picked up from my shoulder, picked up straight up in the air, and I didn't do it. Like a strand of it? or Yeah, well, like a a big chunk of it. It was like somebody picked up the bottom of my hair on my shoulder and lifted it straight in the air. No, thank you. I know. And so I was a little freaked out about that because I'm looking in the mirror. There's nobody there, and I didn't do it. And so I'm kind of hurrying out of the bathroom because I'm freaked out. And then that's when I ran into someone just like right outside the bathroom and I could feel like I was freezing, just cold. And it just went right through me. And then I turned around and I could see a full apparition of a man. He had a long beard and he looked to be like in a in a uh, uniform, like a, a military uniform. And I do remember seeing like gold buttons that stood out. Wow, And that that's the only time I've ever seen anything. Then did
0: he just disappear? or he just disappeared. Ugh. But I, I
2: stared at it for a good 30 seconds and then it disappeared just right in front of my eye. So I actually walked straight to the stage because there was somebody up there working. And I told them about it. And Oh, you didn't see a little girl? I said, no, I saw a man with a beard. He said, oh, I see a little girl in here. And, and other people that I told about seeing the man told me that they see a little girl, and I, I you know, I didn't see any children or anything. Uh, I, wonder, I, I, I wonder what a little girl is doing at the bijou. I don't know because it's been any everything that a, a little girl shouldn't be there. Right? So I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's weird.
2: I heard I've heard people seeing a little girl there, but I, I never, you know, I saw a man. But after that, something drew me back up to the. To the balcony again. And so I'm back up there doing, looking for cups and stuff. And I found a purse and I turned that in and it turned out that that purse had been up there for over 20 years. When it come to find out that person was dead, that that purse belonged to. And We're, after that. Wait,
0: wait, the, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, you found a purse just I up in the balcony, purse. like under, yeah. a,
2: under a seat or something? Yeah. Yeah. And and just no one had seen it in over 20 years? Right. And that person had been deceased. You know, they'd been gone for a while. So you... They they owned that purse. There was ID in it or something? And you... There was. There was ID. There was money. There was jewelry. There was... Like, it was... Weird. Yeah. And I turned that into the office. And that sparked a news story later. And after that, they had... I think a, a paranormal group come in there Uh huh. Um, shortly after that, that Tennessee paranormal or something that came in after that, because that place had been cleaned and swept so many times over the years. Yeah. And everybody would knew to check and, and all those people that had been in there to see shows and nobody had ever found that purse. That
0: is weird. But it was like,
2: something was drawing me back up there to find that purse. Huh. And, You know, there would be other nights I would be in there and I would just hear footsteps everywhere. Like you could you could sit on the front row and just sit there and you could hear people walk across the stage just like there was like 20 people on stage and nobody was there. Ooh, that's cool. (laughs) And the back dressing rooms were were very creepy, too. Yeah, those dressing rooms are creepy. It sounds like there's people walking above you and there's nobody up there. So a lot of sounds in that place, yeah. but I could always feel a, more than one presence. There was lots of presence in the Bishu. Yeah. But I've been, to, I've been to several other places and I've walked in and felt something. And then I've been to other places and didn't feel anything where everybody claims it's haunted. So I went yeah. to Brushy Mountain. I didn't feel anything at Brushy Mountain at all. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. The Visue is, is the scariest place because that's the only place I've ever seen a ghost. Even though I lived in a haunted house for years, I'd never seen anything, you know, right in front of me like I saw this.
0: Yeah, you said that your uh, imaginary friend growing up was a ghost. <laughs> was <Yeah. action. laughs>
2: that's kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, but I never, I, it, it was completely invisible. Never showed an apparition. You just knew uh, it was there. Right. And my mother and father said the same thing. They never saw anything. We knew it was there, though. Um, mm. But my neighbor in that house, she had passed away, and we went to her funeral. And that night, my mother said she saw her in our kitchen. Oh, and, wow. You know, that's the only ghost my mother's ever seen with my neighbor right after she died. She'd come to our house, which huh. is weird. Maybe but. to
0: join all the other ghosts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, growing up, my house it didn't bother us at all. We knew there was something there, but it never bothered us only when we brought strange people in. Yeah. Did it make itself known and, and and scare them. It would terrify people that we brought into our house. Oh wow. So, and and you know, friends, when I was growing up, I had a slumber party with my whole entire softball team and we all slept in my living room and they were all terrified and said they would never come back to my house again. <laughs> So just different things. And you're like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and um, the Bijou is definitely, definitely a haunted place in in Knoxville. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots of places in Knoxville that are haunted. Though. There
0: are, there are. Yeah, I like it. But I just, I wish I could. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I could see ghosts. And then others, I I listen to ghost stories that. Where it doesn't turn out that good seeing ghosts.
2: And I'm like, I'm okay not seeing ghosts. (laughs) If you want a good experience, go to the BizU at night all by yourself. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of taps on the shoulder at the BizU. I could be anywhere in the building and it would feel like somebody's tapping me on the shoulder. And, you know, your your first thing you do is you look back and then there's nobody there. Wow. Um, But yeah, I got a lot of taps on the shoulder, a lot of whispers, but I actually saw the one and only ghost I've ever seen in my life there.
0: Well, you went through him.
2: You didn't <laughs> did. not you I not went. only saw him. I did. I went through you and went it, through it really him. Felt, it felt like I bumped into someone. Wow! And then I was just shivering cold, like it went through me. And I turned around, and there he was. And he it just I just froze for like thirty seconds, and he was standing right there for thirty seconds. Mm. And you're just looking at each other. Yeah, and you were, and you're like,
0: are you the guy that just touched my hair? Because rude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really think there is multiple spirits in the Bijou. I mean, I'm talking like thirty or more. Wow, just just the feeling that you get when you're in there. Even when when I go in there to see a show, I, I feel it every time I go into that building.
0: Really, oh, that's neat.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. I, I mean, I wish I had more good stuff to tell you, but I mean, well, I've got all kinds of stories about the old house, but that was in Chattanooga and that's kind of not what you're looking for. Well,
0: I'm telling you, what you said, what you told me is kind of, was really
2: creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was an experience I'll never forget. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But it was just, that was just the one day out of the several nights that I had been in there that it was just so active and crazy. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that purse that you found. That's so weird. I want to say Elizabeth Brandon. That name's coming to mind is who the name was on the ID. Uh, but, I mean, it was it was a little jeweled purse. It had, like, sequins on the outside, and it had a little chain for the handle. Huh. And it was just laying up there. And, you know, the, I think, I want to say the ID was like she was in her 50s or something, but... It was she would have been in like her late eighties and she had already passed on when they discovered whose it was. Wow! So, um, I think that I think that her address that was on the ID, her children lived in that house, her daughter or her son, I can't remember. So that's how your house where that address was, and that's how you were able to find her. Yeah, but I mean, the, there was a news thing about that about finding a purse that was. It, had been left in the Bijou for over 20 years and nobody had discovered it
0: wow until so, Rita Gillespie comes around
2: yeah but it was like all the whispers and the taps that I was getting on my way to the bathroom was like no don't leave yet you need to find this you know it was like that it was like drawing me back to that same spot wow. to find that purse
0: huh. It's weird very weird yeah well thanks so much for sharing
2: well, you're welcome, and again, it's good to talk to you. It's great to talk to you too. And <laughs> I hope you end up feeling better so you can enjoy a spooky
0: Halloween. Oh, thank you. I've been down in vitamin C, but I don't know. I'm getting I'm gonna find that dead nettle.
2: Well, hey, I've got some. You can always come and I'll make you a tea. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I'm a full um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've got plenty of it here. So I could hook you up. Well, thank
0: you. If I can't find it, I I will definitely take you up on that.
2: All right, sweetheart. Thanks, Miss Rita. You're welcome. You have a good day. Thanks, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, babe.
0: The Bijou is definitely one of Knoxville's most haunted buildings. It's also one of Knoxville's oldest buildings. I think like the third oldest. I read up a little bit on it, and it's pretty interesting. But if you... Google the Bijou being haunted, you'll come across a video that W.A.T.E. did when they interview my friend Courtney, who is the GM there, and she talks about the different ghosts that have been seen, and sure enough, it's definitely haunted by a General Sanders who died in the building when it was a Civil War hospital, and the people that have seen him talk about his shiny buttons. I think that might have been who Rita saw. So creepy. It's true, it was a hotel for a while, the Knoxville Hotel. It was three stories, it had 13 guest rooms, a bar, a ballroom, and it was the place for elite social gatherings. President Andrew Jackson, Old Hickory himself, was there for an event in 1819. Can you imagine? I can just see him getting out of his carriage and walking in those doors. And now we wear t-shirts and flip-flops to see comedians like Dusty Slay and dress up in characters for Rocky Horror Picture Show. Who would have thunk? Well, that's going to do it. I hope you had a fantastic Halloween. And I'll talk at you in a couple of weeks with a new friend to hang out with and introduce you to. In the meantime, go get a mag light and find some ghosts. Bye.